I like me like a rooftop bar. You know, the rooftop the rooftop vibes are nice. Yeah. Boston. Alright, so catch Jonas in the seaport, tight envoy. Mm, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? My name is Jonas. I'm Cameron. We're two product managers here at Parlor, which is a startup located in downtown Boston. This is the Without a Roadmap show. It's a show for the product people who don't have all the answers. We plan to tell the stories of the product folks who get the job done, but are still figuring it out. Yeah, so with that, we plan to share our perspective as two early career PMs. We also plan to bring on other guests to show, share their stories so we can figure this whole thing out together. So I have a bunch of friends coming in town next weekend. Mm. Um, my best friend from back home, and then also another BU basketball player. Mm. And with my birthday coming up in March, I always know that September and March is like a six month, six, a six month period. Mm. And so with that, I figured kind of talk about our six months at Parlor since we started right after Labor Day. Mm. So your six, half birthday, half birthday, half Parlor birthday, half your Parlor okay. birthday. The stars nice. are aligning. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with that, I think I feel like these type of time milestones are always good to kind of like think back reflect on like what we've learned in the last six months and also like what's like the best thing or the most impactful thing we've done here in our mm -hmm. time here so mm -hmm. figured that'd be a good topic to kind of speak on today i agree yeah six months a lot's happened a lot different things have happened <laughs> <laughs> a lot has changed and i think yeah that's like classic startup stuff you know mm -hmm. um never never a boring day no, never like one day is never the same as the last uh i think you know, especially as PMs, we're balancing, you know, a lot of different types of work. Um, you know, I think especially for us so far, we've touched sales pretty heavily, marketing, and as well as product, and even a little bit of design. And even that, that's different than like a normal like PM job. I feel like most product managers don't always touch all those different areas mm -hmm. of a company. So I feel like that's pretty unique Yeah, that we're experiencing that. Yeah, definitely. And I think the fact that obviously we're PMs, that doesn't early stage startup, mm -hmm. uh, but also the fact that PMs aren't heavily micromanaged at any company. So I think that's one part that's a little bit more universal uh, is that like, you know, defining how valuable your time is and like where you spend your time, how to prioritize what work you do is really important because there's oftentimes like, you know, not too many people who are looking out for you on a day-to-day -day basis to see what it is exactly you've completed, how you've spent your time. So there's little micromanagement, which requires you to kind of look internally and evaluate where you're spending your time and how effective that is towards, you know, providing some value to the company goals, the business goals, product, things of the like. You think that the, the, le the, the lack of micromanaging is specific to different levels of a product person. So if you're like entry level, do you think you can get micromanaged more than you would as you go up the ranks? Because I feel like at some companies you can be micromanaged more if you're like only involved with like a specific area of the product. Mm. Like Keith talks about it all the time, like some companies, a product person is literally their job is to improve like a single page or a single like form. Right. Yeah. So I think... Yeah, like the individuals are going to, you know, you'll be more micromanaged mm -hmm. at the earlier stages okay. of your career, for sure. And, you know, I'm speaking from the perspective of somebody who's exclusively worked in startups. So, you know, feel free to jump in with your, you know, enterprise level experience. <laughs> That's what you're here for. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think uh, 
in general, from folks who I've spoken with, there's you know very little micromanagement, and even when you are you know focused on just one small piece of an entire product, mm. uh, you are the owner of that, and yeah, so a lot goes know, into it. You're more micromanaging people uh, uh-huh. more so, you know, cool. maybe not managing, but you know, yeah. just kind of working to bring align people around a specific goal. So it's kind of it's your job to kind of be doing things on a day to day basis that are kind of uh, like you know bringing everybody mm-hmm. around some specific goal. So what's the hardest thing you've had to face with being, with the lack of micromanagement? Mm. So I think kind of evaluating your own personal impact in you know, how to prioritize the time that you spend uh, each day, especially since you know, what you need to do is going to vary so much. It has for us. Uh, and there being very few ways to really evaluate the quality of your work aside from, you know, taking the time to like, you know, meet one-on-one with, you know, people who are you working with or your managers. Uh, so I've had trouble figuring out like where it is I'm most impactful and like, you know, aside from what do I need to improve on, but like, what should I be spending more time on? Like, how do I prioritize uh, across the different you know priorities that I do have, so it's like how do you define the impact that we provide mm-hmm. to the company? So that's something that you know I still am dealing with. Uh, I don't know if that's something you've seen. Oh but, yeah, uh, like especially when you're doing some things that you feel like should be should go quicker. Mm-hmm. So like say you're reviewing something or like you're writing a user story like and you spend a lot of time on it because you're having trouble just understanding it and you don't ask questions right away like sometimes or if you're writing a blog in our example Mm -hmm. sometimes you feel like you're spending too much time on doing that one thing when Mm -hmm. you know there's dozens of other things that you could be working on right yeah and yeah so it could be a blog Uh, for me I know I spent an entire day working on some user stories and acceptance criteria around a feature set that Mm -hmm. we had planned that was you know supposed to be worked on you know relatively soon uh, only to find out that the work that I was actually writing up uh, was some, something that had you know, a number of different prerequisites, uh, things that needed to mm. be handled before. So here I am, <laughs> really emphasizing getting this work out and pushing other things alongside. You know that you know seemed less important, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know highly prioritizing this. You know only to find out that the work that I did was just going to sit there for you know another three weeks, four weeks yep. before it actually yeah, was relevant. Built, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before anybody even looked at it so it's like okay like now what was the work that i deprioritized in order to do this and you know like how do i try and like avoid these sorts of issues in the future where yeah i basically just think i need to do a better job of evaluating like priority and then you know also kind of in you know in hand with that understanding like what's going to drive the most impact and you know Mm -hmm. using those two to kind of map out my days or my week's work Yeah, yeah. I think also probably just understanding like how things can shift so quickly here, especially Mm -hmm. at a startup or if your company moves fast in general. Mm -hmm. Like just knowing that um, you have to kind of realize when you're writing something like that that there's other things that are involved sometimes, and when you're specking out a feature like that, you don't um, realize right away Mm -hmm. when you're doing the work, right? Because you're just so focused on understanding how things work, how it should work, how to hand it off that sometimes you lose sight of. Oh, like actually all these other things need to be built for this actually to work properly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I, you know, looking back at a lot of the work that I've been doing lately, um, the work that hasn't been the most impactful, at least, you know, from how it seems in my perspective, is a lot of the product work that I've been doing. You know, mm-hmm. So it's like as a product manager, you come in, I think 
you have this you know grand idea of like having a huge impact on the vision of the product and you know leading like really like key um uh, you know, key work that's going to change the, you know, the product vision. And obviously that's a large part of what we're here for. Uh, but I think even especially at this early stage, uh, I've been surprised to see that, you know, a lot of the sales related work that I've been doing has probably had the most demonstrable impact mm-hmm. uh, towards our, our company goals. Uh, and that's, you know, definitely not something that I came in with experience of and not something that I expected in the role. Mm-hmm. Um, so in particular, a lot of the prospecting work uh, that we've been doing lately uh, and, you know, it's kind of just like changed the way that I think about <laughs> my job because now I'm out here, uh, you know, when I'm meeting people at, you know, events and you just over drinks, talking about my company, I see myself slowly like start to like slide in some, you know, <laughs> hey, some so of the sales, the sales <laughs> knowledge, you know, like I, that's how I Sales you know, talk, marketing yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a like a full blown BDR. Like I got my you know my you know, button up and everything. But um, yeah, the prospecting work has been super important, especially at our company where uh, we're you know a product team selling to other product teams and other customer teams. Uh, you know we're kind of coming from the perspective of the actual persona or buyer that we're yeah, yeah, yeah. targeting. Mm-hmm. And so it works really well for us to be sp- like speaking directly to those, you know, prospective buyers. Yeah. Cause we're having um, the same facing the same problem, same trouble, uh, pain points and troubles and challenges like that. So. Right. Right. And they're like more open to hearing from our perspective yeah, than yeah. some salesperson who might not have dealt with the same pain points in the past. And so I find that, you know, that interestingly enough, like this is where I'm, actually i feel like i'm able to have a greater impact uh, mm-hmm. and that's because you know there's only two of us here who yeah. are able to do that sort of work whereas you know we have a whole team of people who are helping us with yeah, the, yeah. the product work, whole department and everything yeah exactly for sure yeah yeah i think for me the most impactful thing the most important thing i've done isn't really like related to like one specific like job function or area it's more about just having like a positive attitude and willingness to do whatever the founders and management team think needs to be done in order to move the company forward. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we're wearing a whole bunch of different hats. So if I come in here thinking, oh, I'm a product manager, I only want to do product-related stuff, mm-hmm. and I start like complaining, like not having a positive attitude, just kind of bringing bad energy to the office, mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of distracts everybody from what needs to be done. Right, yeah. And especially being like an early, earlier career PM, like the founders, like they're a product team within themselves. Like mm-hmm. Keith, the CEO, it was a CPO, head of product at a previous company. Mm-hmm. Jonah, our head designer. And then we have Louise and Jason, who are two engineers. So mm-hmm. I feel like whatever, I'm still learning from them, them and still learning how to do all the product stuff and how to think about how certain features should work and all how, just how they operate in general. That mm-hmm. I feel like if they say that the most impactful thing to do is, for example, prospecting this week, then cool, I'm going to do that mm-hmm. as best as I can with positive energy i'm not going to be complaining that i'm not qaing stuff or like going over the designs with jonah or you mm-hmm. the new stuff but i think just to me that just having a willingness to do whatever is necessary in order to move the company forward is probably the the best thing i've done here 
I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, like really important that you have that open mindedness, uh, especially at the smaller stage companies where you're, you know, really expected to wear all of those hats. And yeah, yeah. Without that, um, you know, everybody's doing that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our CEO is, uh, you know, also doing, you know, the dirty work. You know, exactly. Doing, doing exactly. demos on a, you know, daily, you know, multiple in a day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so everybody kind of getting together under kind of one uh, common goal yeah. is, is clearly the. Because I feel like, being earlier in the career and there's people of our age like starting out in the, the workforce we get so consumed in just trying to be what our title is and trying to be mm-hmm. the best at that is that when you're so early in your career you, like you can learn so much and like as you move up all the experience you learn from doing sales doing marketing stuff writing blogs like you just have you can create better like empathy when you're talking with those other people in the different departments mm-hmm. as you move up or change companies and other companies have those different areas of their company Mm -hmm. and it's such a like cross-functional you know role yeah and I like I don't know I feel like there's a a lot of uh, people say that people coming from engineering are generally the most well-suited for the role but I I, I don't know if I would even say that that's the case I think people coming from uh, you know like customer support or sales even or account management roles who have a better understanding of actually working directly with the customers Mm. could be more well suited actually I think yeah uh, I think it goes hand in hand like I I would say people say that more in general that engineers going to product roles are more successful because they they can understand the the pains of like the engineering kind of relate to them Mm. better than like a product person would just who's solely in product but like you said like if you're coming from customer you know how to deal with people who are customer facing because mm-hmm. I feel like as a product manager sometimes you're more behind the scenes you're not interacting with the customer mm-hmm. and so the people that are customer facing like when something's wrong with the product they're having to deal with that yeah. in front of the people that pay you right and so it's kind of nerve-wracking when you have to like deal with like a, a problem that's going on in the product or that they're not satisfied with the current feature or how it was built mm-hmm. like they have to handle that and kind of internalize mm-hmm. it and bring it back to you mm-hmm. so I feel like if you have experience dealing with everybody mm-hmm. it's just super helpful yeah and I don't think I've ever felt like the work that I wanted to do or have done was like ever more impactful because of like, uh, you know, I've had or, you know, for a lack of engineering knowledge. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I feel like there's that, you know, that's definitely a common misconception uh, that, you know, having that technical background is going to make you that much more impactful as a product manager. I think if you're surrounded by, mm. you know, the right people that, you know, that's definitely not going to be necessary. And yeah. You should yeah. probably leave that work to uh, the people who are, mm-hmm. you know, really designated for that yeah. role. It could end up being, not a negative, but it could be in, like, end up creating tension with, like, the engineering team mm. because you can feel like, oh, it should be done this way. But then they're the ones doing all, like, they know more about what's going on in the code than, like, you as a product person does because that's their main focus. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So I think that's, like, goes back to... Uh, something that Keith is always saying is that he really likes bringing on earlier career PMs because they don't have to unlearn a lot of bad habits or he kind of like gets to build them yeah. in, in his own vision to a degree, which, uh, <laughs> you know, for better or for worse. Like, <laughs> but, uh, you know, can't, can't be so bad so far. I feel like it's been a you know valuable experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think I have an easy way out of if you don't want to use like having the willingness to do whatever, having a positive attitude mm-hmm. as my most impactful thing. Like my easy way out is um, um, our iOS mobile app. Mm. Cause when we first started, like we, I think we just chose like, all right, like I'll just do the iOS stuff for now and then we'll just have it happens, it happens. And then over time, as it started out, um, like everybody kind of just like 
forgot like not not forgot but like it wasn't as high priority in our mind because everything was constantly changing yeah i remember like one day we were all just sitting there and i think we were just like hey what's going on with mobile yeah. <laughs> yeah we got like andre over there yeah like, yeah just working away yeah and yeah. like primarily that's on me because like i was tasked with like being in charge of mobile and i let it slip through the cracks and then it took like another um thing from keith like all right cam you're gonna be the, the ios guy mm-hmm. and so he even told me himself that taking over iOS and making sure that's staying moving along the path of getting out there in the market was probably the, is the most impactful thing from him for his experience or his mm. perspective. He that said what that, you're doing. Yeah, he said yeah. that about two months ago. But mm. I think to me, having the positive attitude is my most impactful thing. Mm. Then you got two then. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have one, but one's more Keith inspired minds my own personal yeah. take yeah i mean without you yeah we probably wouldn't have a mobile app so uh, <laughs> i appreciate you taking the taking the lead on that i try yeah. man i yeah. try cam is the best at stepping up to the bat to, to the plate well, uh, whenever needed yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's 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 it for today yeah yeah this is uh this has been an interesting one i uh, would love to hear your thoughts for you earlier career pms what do you think is the most impactful thing that you've been working on let us know if we were on the ball or if you think that there's other ways to look at it we'd love to hear yeah and next episode we'll have our first guest Mm. yes so exciting times ahead yes (laughs) keep it locked